no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, here we go. Thank you for being with us. First and Pod, Chiefs and Raiders, Tony. Any reason to believe the Chiefs can turn it around other than they're the Chiefs? Uh. Yeah, I think there still is actually. Like, I'm not, I'm not somebody that feels uh, bullish on them. I mean, it's just been, it's been dreadful watching them play. They've got seven games where they've scored, I think, under 21 points this year. Their last three or four games out, you add up their points, they're fewer than my Steelers have scored. I mean, they are just truly right now an atrocious offense, even with you know missing pieces. You know, I just never thought as long as Mahomes was healthy and Andy Reid was calling the plays that it would stoop to this low of a level. But their defense is second in the league. And I think Mahomes can have it click and figure it out where they could win a couple of games in January. But I could also see it go the other way where they get bounced in the first round. Um, Gun to my head, though, when you say, can they turn it around? I think what you're really asking me at this point is, will they win a playoff game? Like, you're not asking me, are they going to win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's, is that, I mean, listen, they obviously can can win the Super Bowl, I think, but I don't have a much better argument other than Mahomes, Reed, Pedigree, they've done it before. If, I've I've said this before about Buffalo on the podcast, on the show, if it's, if Buffalo makes it, at the very best, I would have them third. I would give them the third best odds in the conference behind the Ravens and Bills. We should note that the Raiders defense, top 10 in the NFL, bordering on top five, like held the Chiefs to 14, the Chargers to 21, lost 3 nothing to Minnesota. Yeah, lost 31-17 to the Chiefs, but it was a Great half and then a bad second half. Uh, Miami lost the game, but only allowed 20. Jets before that allowed 12. Giants before that allowed six. Like they, They've put up basically a half a season of defensive football that saved for the second half of that game against the Chiefs in Vegas. Incredibly impressive. Okay, but that's not like uh, I, I, that's to me. That's that's hindsight or Monday morning quarterbacking. The Chiefs scoring fourteen points. They were a ten point favorite in the game. You know, I'm like, saying that I was not giving Vegas credit for being a disruptive defense. And then you actually look at the last seven game sample, and for twenty four of the twenty eight quarters that they've played they have been an impactful defense that has held teams well below their season scoring average. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's just a, that is a rep. That is a sample that, that matters, but no, I think the chiefs, we need to, we need to retire the like, well, someone will step up. It'll be rice or it'll be Kelsey. Or it'll be Pacheco. Like they're just not good. It's not a good group of skill position guys. Philly and New York. Can the Eagles win the Super Bowl? No, like, I don't, I don't think so. I, there's something off about them. And we've talked about their past defense. Um, Hurts, they put up a monster yardage game, but it just, the passing felt flimsy. 
And this is like a harsh critique, but a little lucky. And I just, I just don't, there's something off about them where I'd be really surprised if they won four playoff games. I'd be very surprised at this point. I think there was a brain drain there. I think the Steichen thing to Indianapolis is huge. We're seeing the effect he's had on that team. Uh, Johnson, the play caller there, has gotten shredded by the Philadelphia media uh, as a guy that's doing a terrible job. Sirianni had to demote his defensive coordinator and promote Matt Patricia on that side of the ball. The, the coordinator problem in Philadelphia, I think losing two guys to head coaching gigs has hurt this team uh, a lot. Uh, Hertz is not the player he was last year, not just from a mobility standpoint where he's not moving as well, but the interceptions have been there. The defense, we've we've talked, we talk about it every week on this show. It's it's last year it was the best defense in the league at getting pressure on the quarterback. This year, even with the Jalen Carter edition, among teams that are set to make the playoffs, I would put them right near the bottom with Detroit as worst defenses that are going to be a part of the playoff field. So no, I mean, you can win a Super Bowl with an average defense. You can't win one with a bad defense. And that's how I would describe the Eagles right now. I agree. And we're not going to get this, a chance to see them improve with the rest of the regular season schedule in terms of anyone that they play this legitimate. Uh, all right. I used my more about the win or the loss for Cowboys and Dolphins. Well, I think it's more about the win for Miami because Miami now puts itself in position with a win against Baltimore to get the one seed. And it keeps them in a position now where they still have some uh, pad between them and the Bills for the division. They clinched a playoff spot. They lose that game with Baltimore and Buffalo left. They're not a lock to make it. They could have ended this they, they could have ended the season on a three game losing streak to those teams and they're out at 10 and 7 with bad tiebreakers. That could have happened for them. So that's why it's big that's why that's humongous. I mean, the Cowboys still clinched a playoff spot and with the Eagles easy schedule that you just brought up, they probably weren't going to win the division anyways with you know, even with that win in Miami. So for the Dolphins, I think it's huge. I mean, they didn't wanted to avoid the uh, free fall that they had at the end of last year. At least last year, they had an excuse because of Tua's concussion problems. This year, there is no excuse. And they finally beat a good team. And it was in an unorthodox way, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world for them. That with the the total in the game was in the 50s, they held Dallas's offense to 20 points. Yeah, they got to score more points. But I'd like where their defense is trending, that they held them to 20. And they didn't even put Jalen Ramsey on uh, CeeDee Lamb the entire game and it still ended up working out for them. I listen, I think that your answer is the the correct side. The very brief Dallas argument that I would make is you hold Miami to 22, you need to win. Like that that's just a you're you're supposed to be the high-powered Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott who was an MVP candidate for 50% of the year with a top 10 wide receiver with an offensive head coach. That's a, that's a game that dolphins 22 points. You need to win that game with what you've invested. And it just, I don't know, call it recency bias. 
but it reaffirmed my belief of the low ceiling of that coach quarterback tandem for me. That's just a, that's a bad output for them, man. They should win that game. You should win that game. You didn't have a ton of turnovers. It was one turnover, sacked four times. That's just a lot of punts. That's a lot of punts. I think you've set a record for flip-flopping on a team in a season with Dallas this year. Thank you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I admit it. I fully, fully admit it. But, I mean, come on. The Miami Dolphins scored 22 points against the Cowboys. What do you think Dallas wins that? Eight out of ten times? And that's just like that one variable that I give you. They they should score more than twenty two points against Miami, and they needed to do it, and they didn't. I just they're, they're but they they're, don't they're, on the road, and now there's even this weird, uh, bit like budding group of football experts who say they can't win on grass either, which is one of the strangest things I've heard people repeat, and the numbers actually bear that out over the last few seasons. That the synthetic tur- that the synthetic turf they're faster and all that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. All right. Ask me the next one and then I'll do the one after that for you. Yep. Our teams are the next two games. All right. Steelers and Bengals. Pony, the floor is yours. There's a lot going on here. What is the state of the Steelers? Reinvigorated. Oh, boy. By the uh, least likely human being. And that is one Mason Rudolph who had a Ben Roethlisberger esque game. Against Cincinnati, and I keep hearing, well, the Bengals' uh, defense blows. Okay, well, they held Indianapolis to 14 points a few weeks ago, and that's a top-10 scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, Huge for them. Uh, Rudolph is going to get another shot to play. It's, to me, what you have to do in this situation when you're still alive for the playoffs, and there should be some urgency to win Uh, because of the Steelers' playoff drought that goes back to 2016. They haven't won a playoff game then. Rudolph, I I thought he'd play well, but even even as someone that was um, bullish on him, he even impressed me. He stood in the pocket. He made plays. He delivered the ball downfield. To have that amount of rust, not having played since the middle of 2021, and to look that polished, I thought was uh, a testament to him and his dedication while being a third string quarterback for most of the time and uh, gives the team, they needed a spark and he provided that and good on Tomlin to not just give the job back to Pickett because of where he was drafted. Follow-up question. The spark from my eyes anyway, seemed to largely be George Pickens. Yes. Um, If George Pickens Because you can't say if every receiver had Pat Mahomes, every receiver doesn't get Pat Mahomes. But like if George Pickens had Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, you know, the the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, are we talking about him as a top 15 wide receiver in the league? No. It's a loaded position. That's a great question, but I just don't think he gets it. I still don't think that the the production was – uh, amazing. He had two touchdowns of over 65 yards. Antonio Brown never did that in a game. And he was just, dude, he, he made NFL defensive backs look slow. Yes. But it's hard to do. I know, but I still, I still don't think he understands the depth uh, to which he offended, not just fans and media, but his own teammates. If you had taken a vote in that locker room 
after the Indianapolis game, I don't think his teammates would have wanted him to play. I don't think so. What about now? Well, I think that there's also a side of it where this this is the worst possible outcome because now he's back to thinking like, I don't need, I'm. you guys don't know what you're talking about. I don't need benched. I don't need punished. I don't need disciplined. This is how good I am. So I think it added it adds to that complex, that kind of narcissistic thinking. It's just, and I don't think it's because Steelers fans are scarred by Antonio Brown. Uh, there's other guys, whether it's Chase Claypool, Martavis Bryant. There's just been too many players like this that have walked through here. So I kind of think I know him when I see him. And I just think this is a guy that is going to um, tantalize football fans with his abilities until he retires. Like, I think he's going to have a handful of games like this over his career that remind you what's in there. But I think the number of times where he either has a bad game or doesn't try as hard might equal or exceed what we saw against the Bengals. So I don't think the problem solved with him.